0: I want to share with you a message that's been on my heart and uh, have you understand where we are going and what my heart is for shepherding this flock. And so shepherding Christ Community Church, I I want you to understand the vision and the goal of myself as the pastor, the staff as fellow pastors, and our elders as together we meet, we talk, we, we pray And so I want to uh, help you understand that. On Monday, I met with the executive board of the uh, IFCA, our denomination, and our general overseer shared this passage of Scripture, and it really lit up in me, and I've shared it with my staff, shared it with the elders, and now I'm going to share it with you. And uh, I appreciated what our overseer had shared, and so I want to take you to Proverbs 27, Hope that you can look that up and read that. We're taking you to Proverbs 27, verses 23 through 27. And this has everything to do with having a shepherd's heart and understanding where we as a flock are moving and going. The verse starts like this, verse 23. Be sure you know the condition of your flocks. Give careful attention to your herds. Now any shepherd should know the condition of his flocks. Pay uh, uh, And paying close attention to his herds herds. And it says in verse 24, for riches do not endure forever and a crown is not secure for all generations. So you may have a season where things are great. Everything's good, profitable, but there come times when not every crown to a kingdom lasts and not all prosperity endures. Some of you may be feeling that now. And right now we're in major shifts, not only nationally as a nation, but globally. And so we're in unprecedented times, you've heard that said over and over and over. So where does the church stand? Well, first, the shepherds of the flock need to make sure and pay attention and know the condition of your flock and give careful consideration to the herd. So where is the flock of C3 and what's our consideration? And this is of utmost importance, so we need to pay attention. He goes on and he says this in verse 25. When the hay is removed and new growth appears and the grass from the hills is gathered in, the lambs will provide you with clothing and the goats with the price of a field. So what happens in a flock is there are basically two type of animals, lambs or sheep and goats. They're unique and distinct. It's, it's interesting because in the West, we favor lambs. We eat lamb and like their wool and over that but actually in the east and in the middle east they eat more goat than they do lamb they like goats and the goats provide milk and so this is a valuable flock so within any flock you have sheep you have goats and then you have to be careful because there's wolves and you've heard the term wolves and sheep's clothing so a good shepherd's going to watch to make sure wolves don't belong with the flock how many of you know of that they, they don't they tear it up So we've got to be careful. So we want to make sure that we're tending and that we're properly feeding the sheep and the goats. They eat different things. Sheep and goat eat different things. So you need to shepherd them differently, uniquely, so that they prosper and bring growth and health to your flock because the lambs are going to provide you with clothing from their fleece and the goats are going to provide you with milk and meat so that you can purchase greater land and expand your herds and so we're paying close attention last of all he says verse 27 you'll have plenty of goat's milk to feed your family and to nourish your female servants so those who aid and help in the keeping of the flock will prosper as the flock prospers and so our volunteers and our work efforts to bring the gospel will increase as we take care of the flock and shepherd those who are in attendance. And as we all grow and mature, we add to the benefit of the flock. And that makes sense, doesn't it? And so we need to understand the difference between sheep and goat and how to tend to them. Now, uh, there is a difference, though they're in the same category of family. uh, Bovide, uh is the classification Though they are different animals, sheep like to graze on grass. They grow very woolly and full. They like to stay in herds and they follow leaders. You can't push sheep. They will scatter if you scare them. And if you push them, they'll all shoot off in different directions. And so we have to be gentle with the sheep, we have to lead them, gather them, make sure that they are grazing and eating well, and tend to them, to their wounds, to their sores. And Psalm 23 says, you anoint my head with oil, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. So a good shepherd cares and tends to his sheep. Now goats are valuable as well, but goats have a different attitude, don't they? Goats uh, eat shrubs and twigs and leaves. Goats provide milk, and goats are very curious and quite independent, right? And so they, uh, you have to herd them a little differently. They are strong. They love to climb. Uh, How many of you have ever seen, uh, like at the cider mill where they have all these wood planks going up higher and higher to different heights and different locations? You're not going to see a lamb climb up those things, They stay on the ground close near the shepherd's voice where they're comforted. But the goat, he'll go up, walk up the ramp and walk everywhere else and go to the fence and eat whatever anybody's going to shove in their face. So we have to tend to the lambs and tend to the goats because they are equally valuable, but they act differently. But yet we need to gather them together in one herd. And so my heart this morning for Christ Community Church is preparing the flock, preparing the flock. Number one, we're scattered. We're we're scattered. We, like sheep, have gone astray. In other words, something hit and we scattered. Uh, COVID hit. Uh, Surprising, none of us caught what was going on. God gave us a word for the year. Remember what the word was for the year? It started at the beginning of the service, family, right? None of us thought that we'd be all staying home with our family (laughs) and uh, that's been an interesting trip hasn't it for some it's been a very positive thing for others it's been quite challenging but what it did do also is stretch us as believers as a family because we've all kind of separated and scattered and we didn't know what to do with COVID-19 now we realize that we're basically all putting on about 19 pounds that's why we call it 19. But uh, we didn't know what was going to happen and the intensity of it. We were told it was going to be this and it was going to do that and the uh, perspectives of what could happen. And, and so we all wanted to make sure that we were taking care of each other. And, and so we shut things down and we stayed home so that we would lower the curve of the potential of this pandemic and it stayed on surfaces for so long, and it was going to cause these numbers and this and that. And then we saw it twist and turn and change and move, and now we really don't know which direction and what's going on. I thank God that in the state of Michigan, there was never a decree that churches couldn't meet. Uh, We never had a governmental mandate saying you can't meet together. We shut down for a month or so because we thought it would be best for the health practice of us as individuals, but it was never a governmental mandate. And thank God we were able to begin coming back together, but we wanted to do it carefully. One of the main things we see is that the church should not be scattered. We have to come together again. And this is my goal and purpose, is to draw us back together, but to do it carefully to strengthen the body of Christ. So we need to strengthen the church by coming back together. We have developed the Facebook and the cameras, and that's been great, and listening from a distance for our own safety of our health, but we're recognizing there is a spiritual health that is essential. And for us to continue now that we're scattered, we need to bring the flock together. So as a shepherd, it is my concern to see see the condition and the state of the flock. And and it is my heart that we come back together again. But we have to do it carefully to strengthen this body. There's another number of different ways you could do it. But based on the state you live in, based in the community you live in, based in your economy and the different members of the church, we've got to be careful to strengthen the church as we gather together. We could just say, everybody come back into this room, fill it up as best you can, but a number of people will not come because they're at risk. There is still, no matter how it developed, how it got here, a lot of theories on that, no matter how severe it is, a lot of numbers and ideas on that, there are still a number of people in our congregation that have been impacted by this They've lost loved ones. They themselves have been sick. And they want to make sure that they don't bring it back to somebody else or that they don't bring it in. So we want to strengthen the flock. We want to come back together. But we have to do this with wisdom and strategy because I want to build the trust of the flock in what we're doing. And I want to bring us back securely and strongly. And I, I have a goal for this is to prepare us and shelter us for what is yet to come. I sincerely believe that the church, as we're growing, look at we've got more numbers than when we started coming back together. People are feeling stronger, more secure to come, and I think part of that is because we have the social distancing and we're showing a respect for people's health and well-being. And by doing that, people are gaining trust and saying, yeah, you know what, I think it's time for me to come back. My goal personally as your shepherd is to try to draw the congregation back by November because I believe as a flock we need to strengthen ourselves and resolve and prepare for what's coming in November because what's coming in November COVID couldn't touch. What's coming in November is all hell's going to break loose? Now, if some of you think that the outcome of the election is going to make everything better, you need to come to church. <laughs> we need to grow together in strength. Either way this thing's go. Either way this thing's go. This thing goes. The s is on the goes. Okay. Uh, if a Democrat gets in, the church needs to get together and prepare for what's coming. If a Republican gets back in, church needs to get together because something's going to happen in the streets. Either way we go, this thing's going to bring all sorts of rebellion and anarchy. Either way, okay? So we want to hope that that is stalled. We want to hope that we can gain legislation that will be more biblically based than not. We're going to vote biblically. We're going to try and make sure that uh, we can secure the foundations of what this nation believes. But no matter what happens, there is a spirit of anarchy and there is a spirit of rioting and looting and, and, and um, injustice and uh, um, uh, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? Violence in the streets. And we haven't seen anything yet to, that we're going to see in November and what needs to happen for the sake of this country and for the sake of the globe, is the church needs to be solid, praying together, and united. And I'm looking for that. And as I'm looking for the condition of the sheep and the herd at Christ's community, I want to work towards gaining that effort so we feel strong in the close of this year. So I have to look at the condition of the flock let me help you kind of diagram where I think we are, okay? So the condition of the flock is number one, we have sheep and lambs that are very fearful. And some of you might say in great Christian uh, delivery, you should have faith over fear. What are you afraid of? Don't you believe in Jesus? That really doesn't help those who are scared. Of course they have faith. That's why they're a lamb, that's why they're following Jesus, but they lost their mother, or they lost their auntie, they lost their uncle, or a co-worker, and they lost two or three people, and they're afraid of what they're hearing on the news, and you say, because based on the YouTubes you watch, that this is all something different. Well, they didn't watch that one, okay? And they're afraid... And so we've got to work with those who are afraid because they're your brother and they're your sister in Jesus. And so we have to tend, to, that's some of the sheep we have, all right? And, and it's our duty to care for them. We have another kind of uh, sheeps that are very compliant, right? They're like, yeah, I want to come back together. I want to be careful, but I want to come. And look at here you are. You're here among us. And you're with us, and you're compliant to, yeah, i got to put a mask on. I'll wear a mask. And, uh, but when I'm seated, I appreciate the fact that I can worship uh, without it, and and we have the social distancing, and i got to register. I keep forgetting to register. You want me to register? But yes, so that we can set up the chairs so that this will work. And it's like, you know what? I'm compliant to that. I can make that happen. This is good. I feel good about it, and I feel safe. And I appreciate that the leadership is really caring for all the different People in the flock. That's what I'm hoping you're all saying, But it's because you're back again. And then we have those independent types who are um, goats. They're, they're leaders. They're strong. They're, they move forward, and, and sometimes they butt against things, but they're positive. You're here too. Some of you are positive. You're, you're like, I don't want to wear a mask. I'm not going to wear a mask, but you know what? You asked me to wear a mask, and I'm wearing a mask. Because I want to see this thing move. And I don't know how long we're going to have to be in this kind of funny situation where the chairs are over there and you're over here. But you know what? We're moving forward. We've got phases. We're working through this. I'm with you. Sign me up. Though I don't like it, I'm still going to be there. Right? And and you're here. And we're working it. I appreciate that. And then we have other goats that are noncompliant. If I have to wear a mask, I'm not showing up. If I have to register, I don't have to register for church. I shouldn't have to register for church. I'm not coming. And some of you are like, oh, oh, that's terrible. It stinks. Well, you know what? They're our brothers and our sisters and they're goats and they're independent for a reason and they're gifting an attitude. But we need to encourage them to come back too and be compliant. So, we have a mixed herd, don't we? How are we going to bring them back? We need to unify and we need to come back because we need every one of them. Now, that's a shepherd's heart. We need every one of these. Some of you are like, Yeah, tell them to take a hike. I don't care. <laughs> and these sheep are like, Oh, I don't know. If that guy's coming to church, I'm not coming to church. Right? So, But my heart is to help you understand the dynamic that we're working toward and that we need every one of the sheep and goats to come together because uniquely we've been called and gathered together for a purpose so that we can pray. I'll tell you what, I love praying with a good, headstrong goat. Because, man, when I get in a prayer room with a goat, they push against the enemy. They're not going to let the enemy trout on their soil and their fire. It's like, yeah, bring me a couple of goats like that, man. That's good milk. Right? And then there are other times you need the sheepies that, that they're going to be warm and woolly and care for others who, who are sitting in the corners who are nervous and scared, but they'll go over there to comfort with them. See, we need the whole body of Christ. We need it together. My goal is to encourage all of you. You're here, so I'm talking to all of you at home in the camera, whether whoever you are. So we want to shelter together so we can see that you're already here, those who are compliant and, and those who are positive as goats and sheep to come together. Now, don't get offended from that title, goat or sheep, and you're going to go home and figure out, does he think I'm a goat or a sheep? You're great, whatever you are. You're beautiful. Just don't bite me. Anyways, here's the thing. So we've got you in the pen, but we do have to work towards something. We've got a lot of sheep that are still, still fearful. Okay? So, again, I know that fear is not of the Lord, um, and fear is a problem. And these folks... They're being inundated by the news, by the media, but also by their work. Uh, 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 and it it also impacts differently in different people groups how COVID is hitting. And so I, I met with a pastor last week that was because I want to do uh, some work with him. And uh, he said, yeah, I'll meet with you. And he came to the restaurant. When I got there, he said, this is the first time I've been outside of my house and the first time in a restaurant. And I said, well, is your church meeting? He said, absolutely not. Okay. And so you've got to understand the dynamic people are working with. Now, so that's, that's the spirit of fear. And those of you who have have watched different media, learned different things and studied different things, you're going like, you shouldn't be fearful of this thing. It's made up. It's this and that and it's all that. Well, there's another end to fear. Those of you who are so radical against the whole COVID thing, you're afraid of all the conspiracies and the government takeovers. So you got fears. You have too. It's just of a different form and feeling. Not going to come for me. I got my guns. I got my this. I got my that. Sounds like fear to me. we got a lot of people with fear. The remedy is not pick up your bootstraps and get bold. The remedy is come to the one who will comfort Jesus, but also the body of Christ. So how can we help those who are fearful come in? How can we bring them in and come here? One of the ways is for us to work in a progressive phasing that is gentle and trusting enough that they'll build the trust that we're going to watch out for them. That's why we're continuing to do what we're doing. As a church, we are still a bit ahead of other churches locally. We've already begun children's programs on Wednesdays. There are no churches that I know of that are doing that. We want to start them on Sundays, but we can't. Guess why? Our volunteers won't come. They're either fearful, and I understand, or refusing to come because they don't want to comply with a mask and distancing. And I I get it. It's a nuisance. It really is. Should we have to register for church? No. I don't want to. But we need to. Why? For the sake of sheltering together. Please hear the heart of this. It's not about your personal liberties and your personal rights. It's about how do we as a body of Christ come together to encourage one another no matter where they are in their state of emotions or well-being. There are still folks who can't come because if, if they get COVID, they're dead. I'm sorry, there's no other way for it. Because of their lung conditions, or because of their health conditions, uh, uh, healthy, strong people can get through it, but for them it would be very difficult. And we've got to respect that, we've got to honor that, instead of ridicule them, we need to send some cards and letters saying, say, man, we miss you, we love you, right? And so... We've got fearful ones wandering outside and we've got non-compliant ones. Again, they're strong, they're studying, they're researching. I happen to agree with most of the research and study they've done. I've I've done it myself and, and I agree. But it's different from your household to the church household. How you run your household is one way. But how a church needs to operate with this kind of sheep and goat collective is different than how you're going to choose to run your household. Please understand that. I want to start having children's church for our kids, but I got to get some volunteers. So I got to get more sheep and goats that are fearful and non compliant to agree to come together and work for this goal for the kingdom of God. Because we've got to start caring for our kids. Their world is turned upside down. So this is my goal to work together. I do not want to be like sheep and have gone astray. We have all done things our own way. When it comes to the kingdom, and this has been a lesson for all of us. We're getting prepared for what is yet to come. We're not shutting down again. We're not closing down again. We're going to remain. The next thing that may come against us is having it become illegal to gather. How many are going to scatter? So this has been a good exercise for us to understand the mentality of what is necessary for us to gather and stay gathered. You need to care for one another in the spectrum of attitudes and so so forth. Some of you feel very free and very liberated to to not have a mask and and to share and speak, but others don't. So we're asking you to watch that and be careful for them, you know, while you're here. Conduct your household how you want. But while we're here, let's work with the entire group and I want to try and draw everybody back in so that they trust us as shepherds and leaders, that we will watch for their health, we will care for them, we will attend them, but I want the Spirit of God to strengthen us and shelter us so that we will be strong to stand in these next number of months and through the rest of this year. Are you with me? Let's stand together, shall we?